This podcast is presented to you by Passion Church and their campus in Alexander City, Alabama. For more information, visit www.mypassion.church. The title of this is Chosen. We want to uh, put some pictures up on the screen for you, some of the uh, things that are uh, going on just a little uh, snapshot um, the the work that you are involved in that you're partnering with the work of God uh, locally and globally the sun never sets on uh, on the work of God that you and I are engaged in in other words while you're sleeping there are people that are that are uh, preaching and teaching and propagating the gospel, sharing the gospel all around the globe. That's pretty significant. You know, sometimes a church uh, needs to be very um, uh, careful and uh, wary of it just being me and my four and no more. Um, that we, we only exist for ourselves. Um, we exist for God and we exist for those that God loves. And he, of course he loves us. He loves us fully and completely, but the overflow of that out of our lives, out of being loved, is to love others as we are loved. And that would include uh, world missions. That would include those that have not had the opportunity. Now, now listen, everybody ought to know Jesus. But they will not know Jesus if they are not given the opportunity to know Jesus. And so out of believing that everybody ought to know, ought to at least have the opportunity, we're part of providing that opportunity, either going ourselves into our world or sending, sending, helping others to go into other people's world. I mean, locally and globally, that's the mission. Not just here, but also there. Not just us, but also them. Remember, all of the what of our lives being blessed is about the who that we can be a blessing to. Could you agree with me? All right, let's, uh, let's get down into the title of this message. Is chosen, our, our, our text for this is Isaiah 58. Verses 6 through 11. I'm going to read this. This is out of the NIV uh, version of the Bible. It says, Is not this the kind of fast I have chosen to, this is God speaking, to loose the chains of injustice and untie the cords of the yoke, to set the oppressed free and to break every yoke? Is it not to share your food with the hungry and to provide the poor wanderer with shelter? When you see the naked to clothe them and not to turn away from your own flesh and blood. Then your light will break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly appear. Then your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help and he will say, here am I. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves in behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed, then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. 
The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. You know, last uh, week uh, we talked uh, about the law and the principle of Outlined here is the law and the principle of requirement and reward of partnership with God. Partnering with God. You know, fasting is a way of drawing near to God. Uh, Many times uh, I think that we're mistaken in that when we need God, uh, most of, uh, of that is around we need God's help, we need his hand. But there is a, a, a place beyond that uh, of, of understanding that, you know, I'm, I have need in my uh, life to draw near to God to have his heart. I want to have his heart. I, I believe that when I have his heart, his hand just naturally follows that. He's looking for people that are after his own heart. And when we draw near to God and, and we simply take by faith that, you know, his hand is able uh, and his heart is willing to use his power on our behalf. But he wants us to know his heart for ourselves, the great love that he has for us, but also that there's more than enough love in God and the more than enough love of God uh, to fill your life to the full and to overflow into the life of others. It's when we learn how much we are loved, how greatly we are loved, the great measures of God's love that we, the Bible says, how great is the Father's love for us that we would even be called to be the children of God. And so we are the children of God. Uh, But... We don't want to just leave it with ourselves, consume it on ourselves. We, we're, we're meant to overflow that and to share and to realize uh, that, that when we're really having the heart of God, that we'll have a heart for other people to know the love of God that we have known, that we want and long and really strongly desire and are compassionate. We are co-passionate He has For us, he has for them. The passion that he had for you when you did not want to know him. He wanted you and chose you anyway. He wanted you because if if you really knew him, you would want him. Not just need him, you would want him. Amen. Uh, That's a higher calling in our life. That's a higher way to live, isn't it? And we want to live the best life that God has for us. We want to live the higher life. As Jesus said, if you'll give up your lower life, where it's just all about you, it's the self-life, it's the life that's about getting. He said, if you'll give that up, he said, uh, and follow me, he said, I'll show you the high life. There is a higher life where it's about being a blessing and it's not just about getting, it's about giving. It's not just about fullness, but it's about overflow. And it's about 
uh, not just you getting to heaven, but about a lot of other people being there because you did something with God. You partnered with God. So we looked at that there is a requirement and a reward with partnership with God. And I believe the first thing, let's have God's heart. Let's seek God's heart. Let's be after God's heart. Let's care about what God cares about. Now, how many of you, uh, but, uh, you know, know that by now, with as much praying as you've done, that God, uh, that that God really is aware of, you know, uh, your your concerns, your cares, uh, what you need Him to do for you. Uh, He's not oblivious to that, is he? Uh, he probably has a lot of yellow sticky notes around the throne. <laughs> saying, oh yeah, by the way, love you. <laughs> but you know, it'd be okay if God sent you a yellow sticky note and said, yeah, I love you too. But now, you know, sometimes the prayer said, Lord, what's on your heart today? Let's move right along here. Uh you know, this outlines the way that God has chosen to work. And his work is kingdom come and will be done. What is the kingdom of God? It is the rule and reign of God. Uh, his will is for everyone to be saved. Everyone to come into relationship with the king of that kingdom. Everyone to come under his protection and his provision. And his will and his way of doing right. And to be set apart and to be set uh, up above uh, the enemies uh, attacks and oppressions and uh, things that uh, and his destructions that's uh, the kingdom of God that's the way that he has chosen and this uh, this self-sacrificing love this love that is greater uh, the Bible says that we lay down our lives for our friends even people that you don't know yet but when you get to heaven uh, they will be there because you took, you played a role. You had a, a part in the presentation of the gospel. Maybe not personally, but you, you know, you, uh, you sent someone who talked to someone who knew someone else. The world really is a very, very small, uh, place when it gets relational. And news will travel faster through, quote, the grapevine than it ever will through all of the other ways. Isn't that right? Now, the opportunity should be presented to everyone everywhere of the gospel. Salvation is in Jesus Christ to all people everywhere. Everyone everywhere. That's the mission. That's the heart of God. That's the measure of God. Not willing that one would be lost. Not willing that one would be undone. Not willing that one would come to the end not having had the opportunity. The Bible says that uh, salvation has appeared, righteousness has appeared unto all men everywhere. Well, we look in the world, there's still some dark places. The Bible says there's some, uh, in the end times that, that uh, there's gross darkness in the world, but this is the greatest time for the light to shine for you and I 
uh, to arise and to live in the light of God and to let God's glory be seen on us. What is God's glory? That you and I would bear much fruit, that we were, that we are, we have much of His heart and we're enjoying more of His hand than ever before because we're participating in the greatest plan for man and that is the redemption of mankind rescuing the perishing, saving the lost, delivering the demonized. Amen. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ. And last week uh, we uh, read out of here, and it was, the emphasis was on to loose the chains. Uh, there is a calling to bring the... Uh, to bring the message of the gospel to those who are bound, local and global. You know, there's a great injustice that has been done to mankind, perpetrated upon the human race by the enemy, a deception, uh, and to where we're born into sin, bound uh, uh, by sin, chained uh, to the destroyer, by nature, serve a God who is devilish, a God who is of this, uh, of this world and cares nothing for our soul except to damn us to a devil's hell, to make life hellish, and then for men to spend eternity in hell, separated from God, to keep us separated from God. The devil's design was to separate man from God and man now and being separated from God through the deception of the devil was chained uh, to the destruction to the liar the thief the murderer uh, the killer the Bible says and the only way that those chains can be loosed is by the preaching of the gospel is by the by the fulfillment of the great commandment and uh, having legs and going in the great commission. commission. It is a requirement. And we saw that the reward in 2 Corinthians 9, that our light will break forth uh, in understanding and insight and wisdom in living a life of giving for the purpose of God, where all things work together for good. For those that are called, that love God, and are called according to his purpose. What is his purpose? People for his life and people for our life. God's purpose to bless us so that he could make us, we could become a blessing in true partnership uh, with him. Could you agree with that? And we talked at length. Pastor Sandy reminded me about the length of that this morning, and we're not going to go to those types of lengths today. So the second requirement is to untie. I know you could watch. I won't even go there. It just, it's pointless. Amen. Uh, praise the Lord. <clears throat> but you got to feed. You have to feed your your spiritual life for it to grow. What you feed grows. So if you spend more time feeding, you know, on entertainment than education, uh, then, you know, uh, life will be about popcorn and sneaking in candy bars and stuff like that to the, the big screen. But anyway, requirement, there's nothing wrong with entertainment, but it should not. Our, our, a life... 
a life lived just simply for pure pleasure, the Bible says, is going to wind up in poverty. Not just natural poverty, see, but, but the true, the, the, in the realest sense of the word, you know, to get in front of God and to have nothing or no one but yourself to show for your life. In the list of, you know, all of the pleasures, and there are many pleasures in this life, but we are made to be productive. The blessing is be fruitful. Increase, multiply, fill the earth, have dominion. Children live to play. Adults learn uh, that they're not oppressed by their work. They are set free in their work. That's the significance in life, is our life's work, amen? The legacy of what we're going to leave behind. Uh, permanent, permanent people, permanent things, amen? Well, we know nothing in this life is, is uh, as permanent as the one that's coming. Treasure in heaven, Jesus said that. Don't just lay up treasure here on the earth. He said, but lay up treasure in heaven. Let your heart be in heaven. About the, the, the longest part. This is the shortest part of your life. The longest part of your life forever and ever and ever and ever and ever is on the other side of this life. But this life uh, allows us to have treasure in heaven. True treasure. And the, it, it, it would be exemplified it would it, it is expressed in like pastor sandy said well done we did the will amen we did the will the and the way of god we have something we have someone to show for our lives you know the number two requirement says to untie the cords of the yoke there are people in darkness, and they're under the yoke of the oppressor, Satan, the god of this world, in slavery uh, to sin, in the grind. Uh, the world will say the grind. You know, the uh, in Jesus' day when it said, untie the cords of the yoke, when Jesus was talking about his yoke, see, there is uh, the principle also, the removal of one yoke and with the replacement of another. There's the yoke of bondage, where we're in partnership with someone and something, but also there's the yoke of freedom found in Jesus, where we're in partnership with him. And Jesus, when Jesus was talking to that crowd, they understood immediately, you know, you, you don't go out and get in a cart pulled by a yoke of oxen. You, you don't see oxen today. Except in third world countries or in, in countries where they're not industrialized and all that. Well, in many of those, some of them in America, they had the wooden yokes. But in a lot of countries, the yoke would be a just a bar of wood or whatever across usually the horns and the foreheads of the oxen. And it was tied on there. Because, uh, if you've ever seen uh, um, you know, a bull or an ox, the power is... Uh, is in the push. They're not pulling anything. They're pushing whatever that yoke is, is, uh, is, is hitched to. The power is in the push. And you know, we're, 
we're really pushed in this life, aren't we, in a lot of different directions. And, but it's funny that, that no matter how hard you plow and how, how far you plod along, it seems like sometimes that, uh, that you're not really going anywhere. That life doesn't make a lot of sense when it's just all natural things. You know, you'll hear people out there and will say, what, what, what's up? You know, and they say, same old, same old. In other words, I'm just plodding along, you know, doing the same thing, find myself in the same cycle, in the same circle, you know, looking at the same old fields. But see, with Jesus, you know, life is a much greater journey than that. It's not just local, it's global. It's not just here, it's heaven. Days of heaven on the earth. It's about sowing a life here that will reap rewards, true rewards, true treasure there. Where everything, the platforms of your life, the blessing that's on your life, the platforms and the programs of your life, your gifts, your talents, you worshiping God, serving God, growing up in God, all of that, see, equating to that there will be people in heaven because of you. Because of what God did in you and what God was able to do through you. You know, at some point in time, it, you know, it, it's a wonderful thing to be like Abraham and, you know, all of these different ones. But Abraham, the father of our faith, the, the going, not knowing, you know. Have you ever, you know, some of you have never gone anywhere, but, you know, Pastor Sandy and I uh, have moved our life at different times and seasons for the gospel and you know uh it's 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 more difficult i know pastors ron and kelly can attest uh, to this it is really more difficult now to shift to stay and obey than to go not and not know have you ever have you ever got off a ride at the fair and still feel like you're still on it even though you weren't any longer have you have you ever had to you know come come Back from the trip, but you know, it, you, 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 you were still going. Life was still moving. You know, it's funny how life can still be moving in the push, you know, that it's not here, it's somewhere else. That it's not now, it's someday, somehow, some way. That, that, you know, the Bible says the fool, so it would be foolishness, it says that, you know, that, that is looking for wisdom, you know, Everywhere but in your own backyard. Well, my backyard is just plain and ordinary, you know. Well, not to God. Isn't it interesting that Abraham had to shift from going to not knowing the, the real faith in God then to staying and obeying. And boy, you know, he wandered a few times in that. When he wandered, it, it, why? Because he got in the going, not knowing thing. You know, God doesn't want us uh, to live permanently in. He can't plant you permanently if you're still in the going, not knowing. See, I'm always looking for, I'm looking for the fella. I'm looking for the gal. I'm looking for the job. I'm looking for, you know, uh, the, the next thing. I'm looking for something that if you that when God shifts gears and say you got to get rooted and fruited. If you don't deal with the unrootedness, see the fruit's going to remain the same. Even if God sent the permanent people, the permanent places, the permanent stuff into your uh, into your life, here here we're 
we wouldn't recognize it because we're, we're still looking for someone, somewhere, somehow, someday. I'm talking to somebody either here today in the house or, or you know, uh, or through the miracle of media. Um, you know, you uh, need to be planted. And only God can plant our hearts. The Bible uh, says in one place, I think it's in the Passion, I can't call it where it is, but it says, you know, God is my home. There is a place called home where you can completely be yourself, but it's, it's always that place of coming back to. Ever, where relationship happens, where peace happens, where things are settled. Boy, in unsettling times, uh, it really puts, pushes the unsettledness in our life, doesn't it? Well, um, you know, one of the faces of God, uh, and I, before I go there, one of the faces of God, there's the, the, the face of the man. There's the face of the ego, which is the back. There's the face of the lion. Now think about this. And then there's the face of the ox. I find the ox the hardest to deal with because of this yoke situation. And you know, you know, sometimes we want to get un, 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 you know, the Bible says Jesus came to undo the works of the devil, to destroy the works of the devil, to undo, untie and undo means, you know, uh, uh, it, it's a process, untying. It's not a, it's a, it's a, it's a careful process of unwrapping, unknotting, undoing, untying in order to get loose from that. You know, uh, God's more interested in our progress and he knows just the specific process that he needs to take us for, through to get us really free. To get us unhitched. I don't know if you've ever, uh, um, you know, I, I don't know what exactly to use as a, uh, uh, as a good, uh, well, if you just had on a pair of real heavy boots, I guess would be the, thing and then you take them off and it's it feels like they're still on there <laughs> you know what I'm saying a weight in your life and you know you get get loose from it and, and sometimes it's just, it just feels like you're still wearing the backpack you're still carrying the thing that's really a picture somewhat of, of what it is like to have a yoke you know and it's specific that it be around the head around the mind amen Unless we think differently. The Bible says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See, if you think you are who the devil says you are, you can never be in your I amness. I am who I am by the grace of God. You are not who the devil says you are, or aren't, or all of that. He's the liar, remember? But God... 
brings the good news of Jesus and tells us the truth. You know, Jesus, uh, the Bible says the anointing breaks the yoke, and one translation says destroys the yoke. The anointed word, the message, has to come through messengers. Messengers. Angels are really not anointed to preach the uh, the that dispensation we're not in that we're now angels have to interact with uh, with men the message has been given to men because men are the message of the changed life of the power uh, of the power of God the power of salvation the gospel of Jesus Christ the good news was to men everyone everywhere peace on earth goodwill towards men angels announced that are you listening but it took the man, Jesus, to bring the power of God. And then he gave us the Holy Spirit. And we are anointed. The anointing is a person, the person of the Holy Spirit. And we are the anointing now, anointed by the anointed one, to bring the message. And it's the message that breaks the power of the yoke. The yoke is, is that people have believed a lie. There are, there are people out there that believe that, that the devil has told them, God hates you. God's against you. You need to be afraid of God. Run as quick as you can from God. See? When we need to be running to God because God loves us and God is with us or that there is no God at all. I mean, it's a great extravagance how the devil has uh, gone to such lengths, you know, to perpetrate all of this stuff. I see it on Google all the time about, you know, another planet and this and that and the DNA of man. And lately it's been about, you know, Neanderthal man and parts of his DNA and brain and all that kind of stuff like, you know, uh, like that. I, I would agree, you know, folks can be incredibly, you know, pig-headed, uh, strong-headed, uh, small-minded and all that kind of stuff. But I didn't need science to uh, tell me all of all that. And it's amazing how they want to make us all look like a monkey. Amen? The Neanderthal man looks like, a, looks like he's just one step away from all of that. So the problem is there's a missing link and they ain't found it yet. Amen? I, I'm, you know, better go see the monkeys at the... Birmingham Zoo, because next year they'll be, uh, you know, wearing a suit and tie, carrying a briefcase, and be an expert on on telling us all. You understand what I'm saying? Amen. It's some stuff, you know. You, you just take by faith. That takes a lot of faith for me. I just don't have faith for that. It just it's just hard for me to grasp a hold of that. Amen. Now, do people evolve? Absolutely. I think I, I, I'm evolving. Look at my pretty gray hair. It used to be brown. I, I, no, honestly, it was brown. That one. You're gonna have to show me a picture of that, Pastor. You know. Well, that was that that was uh, that was pre uh, PC pastoring church. Amen. No. It's all right. The Bible calls it a glory. Oh, you're evolving too. I know some of you don't, you know, I mean, you have operations to suck it up, tuck it up, you know, all that kind of stuff. But I'm going to tell you something, you know, let's move along before I get way, way down over into the ditch and can't find my way back out. We might bury the tractor in the beaver swamp today. 
Now the anointing breaks the load. Listen, uh, this is such a powerful thing in Isaiah also. One of the reward of that requirement is that we be willing, that we are partnering with God, realizing this, that when I give my time, my energies, my talents, when I, and when I turn that into finances and send that somewhere, and I pray for beyond me and my form no more, when, I'm, when I yield to God and I partner uh, with God, that I'm believing for some specific things here, that there are people that when the message comes, we are untying them. We are, we are, we are seeing, uh, we're sending the anointed word that the anointed one uh, uses to break and to destroy, to undo, to untie the lies, the, the, the uh, deceptions of the enemy. No greater thing can we do than share the good news of the gospel with other people. That's our mission in life now. That's why we exist. Get the why right, all the other stuff will fall into line. Focus on the why. Get the why. Of what we do, and that's what we're—that's uh, always the heart of God, and what we're talking about here in this uh, here in this series. A reward of that requirement is simply having a heart, being willing to be made willing, even even if you're not willing, you know, because it, it boils down to you know. <laughs> you ever been with folks, and they say, you know, you're going to drink all of that yourself. Is this your bottle of soda? You you you. You know, can I have some? And I know I'm not the only one. I don't like to share my food. I mean, you know, honestly, uh, I'm not, you know, I'm just not a sharer. Now, Pastor Sandy is is a sharer, okay? You know, I mean, she really does. I mean, my grandchildren, you know, if you put your lips on my stuff, you can have it. That's yours now. It's y'all. You have it, Amen. And your mama looked in the glass the other day. She goes, what is that? And uh, her uh, Emerson goes, she goes, so uh, that's, that's, it, it was, you know, part of what she just had ate, a cookie or something. She goes, so that's my cracker. And her mother's like, yeah. I'm like, you can have it. Here, sure it's now. This belongs to you. Amen. You know, now that's a silly example, but you know, there are things in our life sometimes with, you know, that $2, I was going to use that to treat myself to, you know, the dollar menu, which is now $2, but, uh, you know, inflation, uh, I have to have $2 to do the dollar menu now. Why do you call it a dollar menu? Because it's now multiple dollars. You ought to call it the rip-off menu, amen. Now, you know what I'm saying, though. Uh, but, you know, we'll have stuff that's near and dear to us. That's mine. And rightly so, God gives it to us. But what if God wants us to share? Then it becomes a sacrifice. It becomes a choice. It becomes a decision that I want something else more than I want this for myself. That's the principle. Amen. And the requirement is, God says, I just want you to have my heart that, that is willing that there is someone that I wanted even more than my son Jesus. And, but realizing this, I was willing to give him up and I'd get him back and more with him. Because whatever you give God, God will increase it. Whatever is sacrificially given with tears, the Bible says you'll come again reaping with joy. 
a rich, rewarded harvest. If you meet the requirement, you will get the reward. And what's required from God? That kind of love. That kind of willingness to live a life of giving to God and to others. And here's the wonderful thing. You will never outgive God. Now, now the purpose is not to say, well, you know, I'm going to give to God so I can get more. The thing is, I'm going to give to God knowing this. I will get more, but the thing is that I am living to give. I'm, I, I live to give. That's how God lives to give. And he got it all. You'll never exhaust the resources. And I'll tell you, God can direct them, direct resources into your life. He can talk to, listen, he, don't, he doesn't have cell service. He don't need a tower. He's got the power, honey. I mean, he'll talk to hearts and move all kind of stuff towards you. Seed for sowing and bread for eating, resources. Uh, so that we can be generous in every way. The Bible says so. Um, but the reward in this, Isaiah, he says, he, here's the second reward in this, the, uh, uh, for this, this second uh, stage of, of having a heart that want to see people set free, want to see the yoke untied, Let, want to see people have the opportunity. The reward is says your healing will quickly appear. Your healing will quickly appear. When we're interested in seeing people's lives healed. The Bible says this. It says, you know how God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth who went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. This is the message. It's found in Acts, uh, the 31st chapter. Uh, the, uh, Acts, the 10th chapter, 32nd verse. See, the reward of your healing quickly appear. I believe that spirit, soul, and body, relational, vocational, health, and wholeness. God's interested in your health and well-being and wholeness in your life. Many times people just want to, you know, get uh, off it and get over it. But God wants to bring wholeness. You know, there were, uh, there were uh, people in the Bible like with leprosy, the guy that was paralyzed, all that. He just didn't need to be healed of the cause. He needed to be made whole. All the after effects, like it never happened. Amen. Though we know it did as a witness, but... Uh, restoration, whatever was lost, was restored. Amen? That's the will of God. Healing. And we'll look at that out of the Amplifier. See, sowing the blessing, sowing life, the God kind of life, to be a blessing uh, to someone that life and blessing, healing may come to someone, that freedom from oppression may come to someone. We're going to reap the blessing and be blessed, healed, and made whole ourselves. In meeting the needs of others, partnering with God, being a blessing for God, your need will be met by God. By your partner, you'll be blessed so you can be even more of a blessing. And let me tell you something. You need to consider this. Do you need your health? It's your greatest wealth. I mean, for God's sakes, Teresa knows, Phil's just finally knows something. You don't have to retrain him every day. 
I'm borrowing from you, brother, you know. I mean, because if I say that about Sandy, I'm going to have to be retrained in some stuff. Because when I get home, she'll go, well, what about this? You still don't do like I tell you. <laughs> so I'm using Phil and Teresa as the perfect couple. Amen. How long y'all been married? How long? 51 years. Amen. Oh, wonderful. Hallelujah. And they still love each other. They're sitting beside each other. Coming to church together. It can be done. That's the blessing of the Lord. Amen. And that's a wholeness. They, 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 they've, they've been married longer than they were ever single. At this, but they've done life together. And really, really going to continue. See, the Bible promises us that we would live long and live strong. You probably don't feel any less alive. Uh, now, I mean, I'm 62 years old. I'll tell you, you know, my body now, I have to use more faith where my body is concerned because I've abused some of it when I was young. You know, I told Lord this morning, I said, you know, I don't understand why my shoulders creak and uh, crack when I get up and hurt. And he said, well, you know, four foot pulp wood, you know, uh, 60 pound milk pails, uh, milking cows twice a day, shoveling gutters, all that kind of stuff, you know, I mean, you know, rolling uh, logs and different things like that, you know, cutting, splitting, stacking firewood, different things like that, you know, you use your shoulders, so, you know, they, they, uh, uh, they complain after a while, hallelujah, need a little more oil in the joints, they still function, praise the Lord, and if they don't, we'll get some new ones, that's all. Hallelujah. But the promise is long and strong. 120 years is what's been given to man. Now, some folks go 70 years. Well, that's the rebellious, complaining, grumbling crowd in the wilderness that, was, that had, a, had a, a, a life sentence of 70 years, 80 if they're strong. But that's it. But, but it was given to man back in Genesis 120 years. Well, I don't know about that. Well, honey, wouldn't you rather aim high and hit low than to, than to, than to aim low? And dear God, you know, I may be in the ground, hit in the ground before you ever get to that target. Why in the world, even common sense, a preacher go, oh, well, I don't know about all that now. You know, why you stop trying to die? You're going to die. It's appointed to people to die, but stop trying to die. Amen. Quit talking death. Quit believing death. Quit feeding on death. Amen. I mean, you know, some people don't even watch the show anymore. They're like, well, I tell you what, now they got this new drug. Good for what else me? What else you? Oh, I got a lot of ailments now. I'll tell you, I'm ailing. You know. And don't you notice that they'll tell you all the symptoms. I love the ones that tell you the side effects. Could cause death. Sudden death. <laughs> well, you know, death is a side effect. <laughs> Why well, I want to help myself die. I'm trying to help. God's trying to help me to live long and strong. You need your health. It's your greatest wealth. What can you do with another 50 years? What can be done with 50 years? How many generations even in your own family can you affect? 
How much blessing can you lay hands on the on your grand grand grandbabies? How can you know? Praise the Lord. Our, the Bible says that our strength would equal the length of our years, 120 years, long time, partnered with God, being a blessing, greater and greater. Amen. That's the will of God. You know, partnership, though, requires a relationship with Jesus. Let me ask you, Jesus, have you partnered with him as your Lord? Let's pray this today. Lord Jesus, be my Lord. I choose you as my God. I will follow you from now on. Trust and obey your will and your way for me. Thank you for choosing me. I am chosen. You chose to forgive me. You chose to cleanse me. And you chose to bless me with eternal life. I am chosen by you, God, to be a blessing. Live a blessed life, partnering with you in your work of redemption. And salvation for everyone, everywhere. Amen. Now, if you prayed that prayer, let me congratulate you. There's no greater miracle than that miracle right there. The miracle of a new life. Being born again, not just born once, but born again by the Spirit of God. Coming alive unto God. Coming into relationship with God. That's not a religion or a ritual or, or, or just coming to church, but it's in your heart. See, now uh, you have someone that you've invited in there to take over and to give you the new life and a new heart. The Bible says he'll take out that stony heart and he'll put in a new heart and a new spirit. I also want to speak uh, this. I want to speak healing and wholeness over all who are under the sound of this anointed word today. I want to uh, make you aware uh, and declare the blessing of the anointing that breaks and destroys and and undoes the yoke and the works of the devil. Now specifically Jesus said this, how how God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit. And see there's a Holy Spirit healing all who are oppressed by the devil to untie the yokes of sickness and sin here in this place. And under the sound of this anointed word, wherever it would go, around the globe even, in Jesus' name. Pastor Ron's going to come. I want to read this out of Isaiah 58 and then we'll close uh, with this. I hope you've got your believer and your receiver out today. Because believing in itself uh, is not the object. The believing must also uh, culminate the results would be receiving from God, and any time that God sends a word like this word today, uh, then He intends to do that work. That is the work that He will do. He will work closely with the preaching and the teaching of the Word of God, the Holy Spirit bringing the works of God with signs. The Bible says that closely accompany. The preaching, the teaching, the revealing by the Holy Spirit of the Word of God. Revealed in the works. And God wants to do a work in people's lives today. This uh, 
Isaiah 58 says it so wonderfully. It says, Then shall your light, verse 8, break forth like the morning, and your healing, and it specifically says, Your restoration and the power of a new life shall spring forth speedily. Spring forth speedily. The power of restoration, healing and wholeness of the new life, healed and whole, delivered in Jesus' name. Your restoration to this. Now, how, now God's idea of restoration is this. It's not to rebuild the old you, but to restore you to the place of completeness, of wholeness, and now listen, fullness, where we're restored to a life that is by divine design, blessed to the full, until you become an overflowing blessing. Blessed to the full, until you, don't, don't live with that. See, the devil, oh, I believe this, you know, we're going to, I believe God wants to undo, I heard this in my spirit, where he wants to undo diabetes. See, there are people who just accept, well, that's commonplace, uh, you know, in my family or, or in my, uh, you know, in my understanding. Just, that's, that's just, you know, grandma had sugar. Uh, you know what I'm saying when I say sugar, diabetes. It, it, it's, it's not right. See? God wants to undo that. God didn't give that to it. That's not in your, in your new family tree. That's the old. There's a restoration to the new. The new is not a remake of the old. It is new. It's you living long and strong, enjoying life, your strength equaling the length of your days, healed and whole. Healed and whole. Your eye not dim, your strength not abated, the Bible says anyway. You don't have to sickness and, you know, some people say, well, how are you going to die if you don't get sick? Well, you just close your eyes, breathe your last. God takes your breath and your your folk and family do what they want to with that old carcass, right? I'll tell you, God's going to undo some things that you've accepted as your heritage and it's not your inheritance. It might be your natural heritage. But I believe God wants to undo it. And you're going to have to take it by faith today. But I declare in the name of Jesus, Lord, diabetes being undone. Kidney disease being undone. Untied from that yoke of oppression, Lord, that has run in the family for generations. In the name of Jesus, I break the power of the curse of the lie. They've been redeemed from that. And I thank you, Lord, set free this very moment in the name of Jesus and a restoration beginning in their life. Healed and made whole. I, I speak the healing power and the restorative power of God. Eyesight, ear, hearing, being restored in Jesus. The Bible says your youth being renewed, restored like the eagles. Appropriate for your age and condition. Amen. And you are, you are eternity. You'll be forever young in the Lord. The Bible says yes. Sometimes our bodies, you know, are wasting, uh, are wasting away. But don't, 
you know, but our, our inward man is renewed day by day. But listen, let it grow old. I mean, it ought to be a sign and a wonder like Pharaoh asked Jacob. He goes, man, how old are you? Jacob said, I'll tell you 130-something years, but I still haven't lived as long as my ancestors. Are you listening? Now, why would he say that? Because Jacob didn't go in there. This is my daddy, Joseph said. This is my daddy. No, Jacob walked in there. Hallelujah. Faith in the strong one. That's what he told his sons. He said, I have faith in the strong one who has made me prosperous and numerous. He said, all I had was a stick in my hand when I left, but God made me many, has given me many sons who will be, who'll be fathers to nations. Strode on in there. Amen. I'm sure the servant said, look at that old man. He don't even look. He don't look decrepit. That's Joseph's daddy. Joseph got gray hair. Look at that boy. Why would he ask him how old is he? He said, oh, I've had a a hundred plus years. It's been tough. But I'm tougher. Hallelujah. Amen. I'm still going strong. Probably had, probably had uh, told him, I'm going to take a little license here, but I feel the Holy Spirit. You know, they, 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 he sent wagons up there. Pharaoh sent wagons up there because after all, we're bringing the old folks down. He said, go take a wagon, bring your daddy down. I'm sure, you know, knowing Jacob. Are you listening? Now, he still had a limp from where he had learned, don't run no more, face it. Amen. But that old man, like, I ain't riding in that old wagon. You can have your old wheelchair. I ain't riding in that thing. Take your wagon. I'll walk alongside of it. Daddy, get in the wagon. Daddy, get in the wagon. Pharaoh done sent the wagon. Look at it. I mean, it's got all kind of, you know, right on the cushion. I ain't riding in that. If I'm going, I'll walk. I'm walking with God. And boy, he got up to the border, and I mean, God had to appear to him because he was saying, you know, now you told me don't go from here, and I ain't going down there with Joe, Pharaoh, or none of them. And the Lord appeared to him and said, it's all right, you go on down. The heritage of Jacob is the end of the 58th uh, chapter of Isaiah. He said, I'll feed you with the heritage of Jacob. The old man living long and strong, got my stick in my hand. Hallelujah. Ain't holding me in no wagon wheelchair. I'm walking in. They'll carry me my bones out, but I'm walking in. You save that wagon from a funeral, honey. That's the only time I need to ride. I don't need to ride till then. I'm still walking long and strong with God. I still long and strong with God. Somebody ought to hear what I'm saying today. I'll tell you what, I may be talking to somebody out there. Listen, you don't have to have that. I'll tell you, you get up out of that thing. You ought to get to hold of, listen, get a hold of the shepherd's staff that God's given you. Do you take the words of this shepherd today? You be healed and you be made whole in the name of Jesus. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit. I believe that the works of God are following these anointed words of God. How many of you in here, boy, you've set your your uh you you've set your your sights too low. I mean the world's trying to worm its way into and you're trying you know, you're wondering, you know, uh oh, I'll tell you what now. 
uh, we've got the best health care system in the world partnering with God. Hallelujah. The best health care system in the world. God's unwilling to do without a partner. Amen. That says I'm going to I'm going to walk long and strong with God. I'm going to be a blessing. (laughs) Oh, my, 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 my. Well, thank you for joining us. Listen, you come back again next week. We'll be be here by the grace of God. And uh, we look forward to being with you then. Thank you for joining us today. Until then, you be at rest because you are so very blessed. Be healed and be made whole. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's a good thing to give a witness and a testimony to it. And I know the Lord's helping you. Thanks for listening to today's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and pray that you are blessed by God's word. For more information about Passion Church, visit www.mypassion.church.